Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for Monday, November 5th, 2018. And we have nine games, uh, Minnesota playing again. So that's that's exciting because Thibodeau just seems to have no clue what's going on with anything with his team. It's not just the Jimmy Butler situation at this point anymore. It's not the on-court issues. It's also the fact that he's going into games literally having no clue who's playing. We have... We've had guys getting ruled out like on the regular for the Timberwolves like three minutes after the game lock. So the team is taking the floor, and it's all of a sudden like, ah, Tyus Jones isn't playing. Derrick Rose isn't playing. So that's that's always going to be fun. The other thing we're going to have to look out for is, is does Jimmy Butler even feel like playing? Jimmy Butler, um, was it General or Captain Soreness, whatever the, whatever the injury designation is, he's just as deciding sometimes, hey, I don't feel like playing this game, don't feel like playing this game. So who knows if he plays on Monday night. Uh, oh, one other thing that I have that's going to be exciting upcoming for me this week is I did lose a bet on Sunday. Uh, I had a bet with somebody that Laquan Treadwell would score at least 10 DraftKings fantasy points, and I lost that, which means at some point this week I'm going to have to film myself eating a, le- a lemon with the rind for promotion for a show so I don't really know how I'm gonna put that maybe it'll go on the uh, DraftKings website or maybe it'll just go on Twitter or something I don't know but I'm looking forward to that for Monday we've got nine games here to talk about and lots of injury news so the first game on the slate is the Miami Heat at the Detroit Pistons from the Miami side of the game Hassan Whiteside is questionable Goran Dragic also questionable uh, my original read on this on, what was it, Friday when the Heat played and Drogic was out, I assumed that Tyler Johnson was going to start a point guard. Tyler Johnson did not end up starting a point guard. He still ended up having a good game off the bench, but it didn't end up really having anything to do with Drogic being out. Tyler Johnson basically took the same role he almost has, has had all season, played the same amount of minutes. Uh, he played 24 minutes on Friday, and he's averaging 24 minutes for the season. Just the difference was he made a lot of shots. He made six of the 11 shots he took, so he ended up scoring 28 fantasy points in the 24 minutes he played. Uh, unless he gets moved into the starting lineup, just not going to be a priority play for me. That that roll off the bench playing 24 minutes at 4,500, it's, it's just whatever to me. Uh, we saw... Josh Richardson really ended up playing a lot of the point guard minutes, but he's been priced all the way up to 7,500, so I'm off him despite the really big game that he had on Friday night. Uh, Justice Winslow, I think that he stands to benefit a decent amount of Drogic can't play. He ended up playing 37 minutes on Friday, scored 47 fantasy points. The The key to me, though, is the 37 minutes played because the, the 45 fantasy points, he's not going to be able to repeat that. But if, if we're going to look at him playing high 30s minutes with Drogic out, that's, that's a pretty safe play at a 5,200 price tag. If Hassan Whiteside is ruled out, then I think we look at Bam Adebayo probably starting at center as a really strong cash play, basically a must play for cash at 4,300. And Kelly Olenek also a really strong play at 5,000. He's been massively disappointing in his last few games. Uh, he's been starting lately, but last three games, all starts, he's played 16, 21, and 14 minutes and scored under 10 fantasy points in two of those games, including under one fantasy point in his last game. But still, if you look at him starting for sure with Whiteside out, 
and this is only if Whiteside is to be out, then I think that Olenek would be a strong play, even for cash games, despite the struggles recently. There just aren't a lot of bigs in the, in the on the Miami roster right now, where usually we see a rotation of Olenek, James Johnson, Whiteside, and Bam Adebayo. It would just be Adebayo and Olenek left in the front court. So both of them would figure to have to play big minutes, especially against a big front court like the Pistons with Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. The Heat just wouldn't be able to afford to go small. From the Pistons side of the game, we have Reggie Bullock out with an injury. I think the guy who benefits the most here is going to be Stanley Johnson. Uh, Bruce Brown did start last game, but only played 12 minutes. If you look at Stanley Johnson, only scored seven fantasy points last game. But if you look at the games before that, 25, 19, 25 fantasy points, pretty regularly playing around 30 to like 32 minutes. So at 3,700, I, I think that maybe you wouldn't expect him to have the upside of having like a 30 fantasy point game or anything like that. But I think that he has a little bit upside relative to the price where we get like 25 to 30 fantasy points from him on a good day. And that would make him a good value with that price tag. Uh, Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond just kind of fairly priced to me. So not interest in them on my end. Uh, next game on the slate, the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Orlando Magic. Uh, Magic playing on the tail end of a back-to-back. And pretty low uh, point total for this game, just 212 points. From the Cleveland side of the game, uh, I kind of always have a little bit of a soft spot for uh, Zeddy Osmond, so he usually ends up being in like a low percentage of my GPP lineups, like 5 to 10% or so, like playing uh, a lot of lineups. But I, I don't know if... He's even going to make the cut for me in this one. Just too many blowouts for the Cavaliers. If you look at their recent games, uh, lost by uh, lost by 32, lost by 19, won by 22, lost by 12. They, none of their games are ever close, and that, that, that seems to impact the fantasy point potential of a lot of the guys on their roster. Uh, unless something changes with their lineup, not really anybody here that I have all that much interest in. From the Magic side of the game, uh, Jonathan Isaac hurt his ankle, expecting him to miss Monday's game. If that's the case, I think the guy to look at here is Aaron Gordon at only 6,500. Very hit or miss this year for Gordon. If you just look at his uh, box score, like all over the place. Last few games, 39 fantasy points, 9, 45, 19. A lot of upside there. And I think the minutes floor becomes a little bit more secure with Jonathan Isaac out. So Aaron Gordon, I think good for GPPs and cash games at 6,500. I think that he is the best play from the Orlando side in a fairly positive matchup against the Cavs. Uh, Next game is the Houston Rockets at the Indiana Pacers. The Rockets basically have everybody back. One thing that, uh, not from a DFS standpoint, but from a betting standpoint, Houston's underdogs in this game, Indiana's currently one-point favorites. Uh, I, I think that's incorrect. With James Harden back, I think Houston should be the favorite in this game, so I think there's a little bit of value in that betting line. Uh, from the Rockets' point of the game, uh, we've got Chris Paul now at 8,400, James Harden at 10,700. Uh, if we look at Harden <clears throat> last year, he averaged 55 fantasy points per game. Uh, a lot of that was with Chris Paul playing alongside him last year. So 10,700 is kind of a fair price for me in what's uh, somewhat of a difficult matchup against Victor Oladipo is one of the better wing defenders in the league. Yeah, not really a whole ton of value from the Houston side. I think it's a, a lot of fair pricing. And then from the Indiana point of the game, uh, 8,200 from Oladipo, 
I think that's okay. Maybe a little bit upside there, but not a crazy good play. And then still the, the issue we have with uh, Miles Turner and DeMontis Sabonis, it, it's been a lot of split minutes between them, a lot of foul trouble. I think there's enough games on the slate where we don't really have to heavily look at either of them or really anybody from the Pacers uh, side of the game. That's another game, pretty low uh, point total, only 213.5. There's games on the slate that we expect to be way higher scoring than that. Uh, next game, the Chicago Bulls at the New York Knicks. We have Jabari Parker at 5,700. I still think he's worth a GPP play. He He's playing a good amount of minutes as, as a starter. Three starts, averaging 35 minutes per game, but only scoring 18 fantasy points. He is just not playing very well right now, but I, I still think that there is some upside to him where you could put him into a GPP. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. continues to play really well. If you look at his last handful of games, now we have five games in a row of at least 31 fantasy points and two really big games where he scored 55 and 43. So I think he's a really strong play at 6,100. Let's see, Zach Levine at 8,000. He's kind of cooled off since his uh, big start. He was really good the first four games of the season. But in the last six, he's only gone over 38 fantasy points in two of those games. Considering that he's at 8,000 now, that's basically what we need from him. We need 40-plus fantasy points. So not really a lot of interest in, uh, no interest in him, basically, from me. Uh, it would be Parker as a GPP and then Carter for cash games and GPPs. Uh, from the Knicks side of the game, Tim Hardaway Jr. briefly left the game with an injury on Sunday, but he ended up coming back in later, uh, still being listed as questionable for Monday, so a chance that he could be out. If he isn't able to play, then there's going to be more minutes and a bigger role for guys like uh, Damian Dotson and Frank Nielakina. Also, maybe Alonzo Trier could move into the starting lineup. Uh, but to me, the, the guys to look at here, still Dotson and Nielakina. Uh, Nielakina has been much better a fantasy producer since moving uh, to the starting point guard role. Not necessarily a ton of huge games, but been scoring uh, basically from like 15 to 25 fantasy points with one really strong game at 32. So I think there's some safety to him at 4,300 with a moderate amount of upside, which makes him a pretty good play. And uh, Dotson, too, I think is fine. And both these guys, I think, definitely good for GPPs and cash games if Hardaway's out. That would be more minutes and more usage. Uh, next game, and this game should be super high scoring. It is the New Orleans Pelicans at the Oklahoma City Thunder. Anthony Davis came back from his elbow injury last game and played 40 minutes, so no need to be concerned about any kind of minutes for him, uh, minutes restriction for him, that is. Uh, Alvin Gentry does not care for Anthony Davis' long-term health. Anthony Davis could be coming back from knee surgery and the first game back. It could be a 40-point blowout, and Gentry has him out there for 40-plus minutes right up until the final whistle. So Anthony Davis at 11,300. Good GPP play. I tend to not trust him in cash games, especially when the slate's this big and we have other choices. But still, for the uh, for the upside, I think he's worth looking at in GPP. The other guys, Drew Holiday, Nikola Miritich, Julius Randle, all of them just kind of priced up a little bit too high for me from the extra production they had when Davis was out. I think that we could ignore them on this on this slate. From the Thunder side of the game, Russell Westbrook, 11,100, my favorite guy to pay up for on the slate. The Thunder are at home, they're favorites, they're projected to be the highest scoring team on the slate. I think we want exposure here, and Westbrook is the guy who makes the most sense. Uh, Jeremy Grant still continues to be a really safe 
play with some upside. Since moving into the starting lineup, he's scored at least 21 fantasy points in every single game, last game being the high-water mark where he scored 39.5 fantasy points. Still only 4,400 overall as a starter, averaging 26 fantasy points per game. I like him a lot. I think that that he makes for a good play. Uh, Paul George, eh, just kind of fair price to me. Same goes for Steven Adams in a tough individual matchup against Davis. So Westbrook and Jeremy Grant are the guys to me. Uh, next game, the Toronto Raptors at the Utah Jazz. Two of the best defensive teams in the league. This should be a, a pretty low-scoring game. Uh, Kawhi Leonard ruled out of Sunday's game. We know he's not playing in back-to-backs at this point in the season. And he's also dealing with a sore foot right now. There is a chance for him to play since he sat out the first end of the back-to-back Sunday night. But if he's not totally healthy, we know the Raptors are they're playing for the for to make a championship run. They're playing for the playoffs. They're just trying to keep everybody healthy right now. I think they're gonna ease up on Kyle Lowry's workload for a lot of the regular season. We're seeing Leonard already sitting out games. So I, I think that to me, not only is this a tough matchup, but I, I don't really think that there's a good chance we see a ton of minutes from anybody on the tail end of a back to back. So nobody for me from the Toronto side of the game. And then from the Jazz uh Jazz part of the game. Still, there's a lot of – it's really tough matchups across the board with how well the Raptors have defended this year. So nobody that I'm really all that interested in from the Utah side of the game. This game is going to be a pass for me. Uh, the next game, kind of similar sentiments. Boston Celtics against the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Nuggets defense has been drastically improved this year. The Celtics have been the number one defense from a real-life uh, basketball standpoint they've been the number one defense at preventing fantasy points they are playing at a pretty slow pace uh, especially compared to the rest of the league this year and we see with the Celtics a lot of spread out production so in general even in plus matchups it's hard for me to trust anybody from them and then just such a tough matchup for Denver that I'm going to be off their side of the game there's going to be better better spots to target for value now this next game is just going to be a such a headache the Minnesota Timberwolves playing against the LA Clippers. Talked about it at the at the top of the show. We don't know what's going on with Jimmy Butler. Is he going to want to play? Is he going to be ruled out with general soreness? We have Jeff Teague who's missed the the last few games with a, with knee soreness. We have Derrick Rose who was ruled active for Sunday night's game and then ruled out like four minutes after lock, like just as the game was starting. So there's just not enough information for me at this point in time to make any really informed decisions on who we like, other than if we see Jimmy Butler out, then Carl Anthony Towns is going to make sense as a play. Uh, But other than that, there's a lot of potential things up in the air. Uh, If Derrick Rose ends up playing and there's no minutes restriction, I think he would make sense at 5,200. But at this point, it's it's really tough to trust that he's going to be out there playing when he got ruled out after lock on Sunday and then he got hurt during the... Uh, the game on Friday or was it Thursday and only ended up playing four minutes. So he's going to be just a tough one. And then the Clippers side of the game, uh, I've talked about them as being the East Coast version of the Celtics quite a few times this year. Uh, The one thing that's interesting to me is does Boban start or does Boban come off the bench? If Boban starts, I think he makes a lot of sense at 4,500. I don't really know what their plans are going to be with him. Uh, But if you look at him last game, uh, 23 minutes could have been more. The, the real reason he played 23 minutes was because it would blow out the Clippers won by 25 points. Uh, but 
regardless, he's not going to be somebody who plays like 35 minutes per game, but we could definitely see like 25 to 26 minutes from Boban, given that he's averaging uh, one a little over one and a half fantasy points per minute this year. I mean, 25 minutes of Boban, that's close to 40 fantasy points on average. So I, I think that he could make a ton of sense as a play, probably the one of the, if not the chalkiest play on the slate if he ends up starting. So we need to look out for what they're doing with their starting lineup. And then everywhere else, we just kind of see the production spread out. Uh, Shy Gilgis-Alexander, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, all these guys end up playing minutes at guard, but it's kind of tough to predict on a night-to-night basis who the guy is going to be. So for me, slate this big, I don't really think it's a spot that we necessarily have to go to. And the final game on the slate is the Memphis Grizzlies at the Golden State Warriors. To me, I'm just playing this game for a blowout. Grizzlies, uh, I've said before that I'm higher on them this year uh, than most people. I bet their overwin total at 33.5. But still, this is the tail end of a back-to-back on the road in Golden State. Warriors favored by 14 points. Uh, Also, Warriors, pretty tough defense in terms of limiting fantasy points. Uh, One of the top 10 defenses for uh, limiting fantasy points in the league this year. So not a great spot for Memphis. And then from the Warriors' side of the game, still the Grizzlies have also been a top defense. They played a slower pace, down pace game for the Warriors. And just with the blowout risk, I don't think it's worth targeting the Grizzlies guys. I, and either side of the game. I mean, I'm not worth targeting the Grizzlies or the Warriors guys. Uh, if I'm going to pay for somebody expensive to me, it's I, I go to Westbrook over any of the Warriors studs. So that's going to wrap up the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at GAaronbergDFS. Let's see. How many games are Tuesday? Well, I do a podcast for that day. Tuesday, four games. So I probably won't have a podcast for Tuesday unless there's stuff that I really feel like is worth talking about. So most likely I'll be back to record a podcast for Wednesday.